TCU versus Michigan, verbal fiesta bowl. I wonder what the game plan is going to be for Sonny Dykes and how this TCU offense is going to attack this Michigan defense. When you think of TCU's offense, you think about their ability to generate explosive plays, not just in the passing game, but in the run game with Kendra Miller as well. Michigan, though, this is one of the best teams in college football when it comes to not allowing big plays on the ground or in the passing game. TCU, you have to be able to win in space. And you got to be able to do it with speed. We talk about Quentin Johnston, how he probably is the second best receiver in college football behind Marvin Harrison Jr. This guy's a stud. When you watch Quentin Johnston play, he's like a DeAndre Hopkins clone. Great size. The dude pretty much catches everything. Downfield, after the catch, he's a monster. When this dude gets a full head of steam after the catch, he has a little he has a good amount of shiftiness and wiggle. He can make you miss. He doesn't just have to run through you with power. This guy is the complete package. But I think Darius Davis is gonna be one of the underrated X factors in this game for TCU. He's one of the fastest wide receivers in college football. When you have this kind of speed. And you're going against a defense like Michigan that has this kind of athleticism up front. You got to be able to kill them on the perimeter on the outside. You got to find ways to get Darius Davis the ball in space. And you also got to find a way to get Darius Davis some one-on-one matchups with these defensive backs of Michigan. Michigan's secondary is spectacular. Their cornerbacks are outstanding. DJ Turner is an all-Big Ten selection. Will Johnson made the All-American freshman team. Mike Sanders still, we already know he's one of the best slot cornerbacks in college football. He's a great open field tackler. He's also really good in coverage. You saw the big pass breakup that he had against Ohio State when they were trying to throw that touchdown to Stover. This TCU wide receiving core is no slouch. It's not Ohio State, but it's no slouch. I think this wide receiving core is probably on par with Maryland. So for Michigan, I think that your secondary has been good all year, but we have seen lapses when some good receivers have been able to do some damage. For example, Charlie Jones in the Big Ten Championship game. You can't allow Quinn Johnston to have the kind of performance that Charlie Jones had because Quinn Johnston, not only is he a better player than Charlie Jones, but Quinn Johnston has the kind of capability to take over a game. And trust me, you don't want this guy at this size taking over a game. And TCU has no problem spamming this guy the football. They will spam this guy the football every single play if you allow them to. I do like the matchup of him being matched up potentially against DJ Turner or Will Johnson. DJ Turner is projected to be a potential second round, maybe late first round pick, depending on how he performs in this game and in the combine potentially. So this is definitely going to be an incredible matchup to watch between these cornerbacks of Michigan and these wide receivers of TCU. But you definitely have to find a way to slow down Quentin Johnston if you are the defensive coordinator for Michigan. And if you are Sonny Dykes, and offensive coordinator Garrett Riley, you got to find ways to get Darius Davis the ball in space. Let this dude work. I think that his speed could be incredibly huge for TCU in this ball game. When it comes to 
the kind of production that TCU is going to have on the ground game, you're probably going to have to use Max Duggan's legs. Plus, you're going to have to get away. You're going to have to find a way to use your passing game to open up the run game. You see, with Michigan, their defensive line is so stout and so athletic. I just wonder how this offensive line could hold up just being completely one-dimensional, not being able to throw the football. You saw what happened to this offensive line when they played Texas. Texas got after them. You also saw what happened when they played Texas Tech and Kansas State the two times they did. Kansas State really got after TCU. And they were way more physical of a team than TCU in their last two matchups. And that Big 12 championship game, oh my goodness, you saw the shots that Max Duggan was taking from Kansas State. So for TCU in this ball game, you got to find a way to get your ground game involved. Believe it or not, just as much as we say that Michigan is a ground and pound football team, TCU kind of is as well. So when they're at their best is when they're able to wear you down in the ground game. And TCU has been able to wear opponents down late in games. As a matter of fact, that's actually where this run game is at its best late in the fourth quarter with Ken, with Kendra Miller. And it's ironic that we say that because we kind of look at Michigan's offense and they do the same exact thing. They like to wear you down gradually. The difference between TCU and Michigan in this instance, however, is that you most likely are going to have a really difficult time being able to wear down this Michigan defensive line because not only do they have a lot of talent and depth on that defensive line, but they're just outright stronger and more physical of a team than you up front. And I don't mean to say that in a condescending way, but even when you listen to these TCU coaches talk and these press conferences, they understand that the defensive linemen that Michigan have are unlike anything that TCU has faced all season. Nothing compares to it. You talk to some of these TCU players and you ask them, what is the closest team that they played this year that resembles Michigan? It's Kansas State. And I find that really ironic that the team that resembles Michigan and TCU's eyes or the team that plays the closest style similar to Michigan as Kansas State was also the team that was the more physical team than them in the last two times they played. For TCU, the run game is going to have to get set up by Max Duggan. You're going to have to use read options on replays. Max Duggan's legs is going to be huge in this game. But for TCU, you can't go into this game one-dimensional. Your offensive line is not going to be able to hold up. The ground game is going to have to find a way to get involved, and you're going to have to find a way to keep Michigan off balance. Now, defensively, okay, we know that TCU's defense is probably going to have a really hard time in this game slowing down Michigan's offense. And it's not just because of how much talent Michigan has up front. It's also because Michigan's offense is, to be honest with you, a headache. Earlier this season, we thought of Michigan as just this ground-and-pound football team, and they couldn't really generate a lot of big plays downfield in the passing game. That was a big knock on J.J. McCarthy earlier this season was the fact that he wasn't able to hit on those deep passing plays. Well, now, late in the season, he's figured it out. You saw what they were doing to Ohio State, 
They were getting big play after big play after big play on Ohio State. Now, plus, you got to take into account that Ohio State, you know, their defense been giving up big plays all year. They don't know how to tackle. They don't know how to play fundamentally sound, disciplined football. So for TCU, if you're their defensive coordinator, you're looking at the past mistakes of what teams who have faced up against this Michigan offense, where they've went wrong at. And you're trying to see how you can kind of be able to learn from those and be able to implement those into your defense. And I think the biggest key is the fact that TCU needs outstanding play from their safeties. I think when you play Michigan, one thing that I kind of have observed is that they put a lot of pressure on your back end. Your safeties are put in a lot of situations where they have to decide, oh man, like, okay, I'm in the box. Oh, John, do I have to go ahead, fill this gap? Or, oh man, do I have to go ahead, cover this tight end? Like, it's just so much to handle when you're a safety and you're matched up against this Michigan offense because most times than not, these defensive coordinators, when they're matched up against this offense of Michigan, they're putting their safeties into the box. And their safeties end up having moments where they have to decide, okay, do I come down, play the run? Oh, they just got bit with play action. Here they go over the top. So for TCU, your safeties need to have outstanding performances in this game. Your safeties have to be able to do damn near everything. They got to be able to cover. They got to be able to tackle, help out with the run. And not only that, but... You just can't sell out to stop the run. I know it's going to be popular for TCU fans to just say, let's stack the box. No, you don't want to stack the box against Michigan. You still got to have numbers against the pass when you play this team because of how they have developed the ability to beat you with play action over the last couple of weeks late in this season. TCU also has to be disciplined. Yes, Michigan may have you be talent-wise And, you know, when it comes to athletes that they have up front, they're probably going to be able to out-athlete you. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you got to have an awful defense performance. You can still get stops if you stay disciplined and you stay fundamentally gap sound. That's another thing that Michigan does a very good well at is getting your defense and your players out of position. A lot of times when Michigan is popping off these big runs, they're getting you out of position. It happened against... Ohio State, and this happened a a good amount of times when teams have been matched up against this Michigan offense. And TCU just has to flat out be able to just be able to keep guys fresh. You got to be able to rotate guys in and out on that that defensive line. You already know you're going to be at a size disadvantage. The least you can do is try to find a way to keep you guys as fresh as possible until the fourth quarter. And that's really what it comes down to if you're TCU. If you even want to have a chance, your defensive line has to stay fresh for the fourth quarter you can't have a performance where you okay you do a good job in the first half and then you just fall apart in the second half there's a reason why Michigan is one of if not the best second half team in college football because they're so persistent with this run game it doesn't matter what happens how much they're down by they still continue to punch at you and punch at you with this run game so for TCU How are you going to be able to slow down this run game if you can't do it defensively? Well, I think offensively, if you get out to a fast lead, and let's say you go into halftime with a 24-10 lead, okay, and you get ball first, and you can maybe go up 
potentially another score, that puts pressure on Michigan's offense now because they can't afford to have those eight, nine-minute possessions anymore when they can just kill clock and kill and dominate time possession because eventually they're going to have the same problem where, yeah, they're keeping your offense off the field, but at the same time, if you're able to stop them in the red zone and they come up empty, that pretty much is a big L for them because you just took all that time off the clock and you're walking away with empty possessions. So this defense, if they can get out to a big lead and force Michigan to have to throw the football with J.J. McCarthy to get back into it, that plays into the hands of what Sonny Dykes wants. Sonny Dykes, in every interview, he's always going to tell you this. He wants J.J. McCarthy to throw the football. When you're able to get J.J. McCarthy to throw the football and you can truly make Michigan one-dimensional, do you know what you accomplish? You just got Michigan playing something. You just got them playing out of their identity. Their identity is not air raid. Their identity is not throwing the football several times to beat you. Michigan wants to run the football 40, 50 times a game. They don't want to have to beat you airing it out. So if you put them in a situation where they have to beat you airing it out, you get them uncomfortable. And that's where Kansas State's defense can really start to try to alter things. Then they can start throwing in different looks, trying to throw in different pre-snap defenses to try to confuse J.J. McCarthy, to bait him into some turnovers or some interceptions. Now, I don't think you're ever going to be able to truly stop the run game of Michigan simply for the fact that even if you do slow down Donovan Edwards, J.J. McCarthy is still probably going to get his. They're going to get some design quarterback runs, plus he is going to be able to scramble for some yards. So I don't think the run game is truly going to get shut down. But you do have to put Michigan in situations where you got to make them air it out. You got to be able to not only win on the early downs, but you got to be able to get them off the field in third down. Try to put them in obvious passing situations. But I think for TCU, if they can get out to a big lead early, that'd be huge. But if not, you got to be sound situationally. We always say this every single time when you're matched up against an offense that's just outright better than you and has more talent and can out-athlete you. You got to be able to get them into situations that play towards the strength of your defense. For this TCU team, if you can get Michigan into the red zone and you can hold them to three points or you can get them coming up empty on fourth down tries, that's huge. TCU, I don't think they need a I don't think they need a defensive performance of the ages to win this game because to be honest with you, it's going to be hard asking them to do that. You just got to find ways for TCU to get Michigan into situations that plays towards the hand of the strength of their defense. Offensively, for TCU, you know that you have to be efficient every single time you touch the football. Max Duggins, he's a dude, all right? This is one of the best quarterbacks in college football. He doesn't turn the football over. He makes good decisions with the ball, and he has that it factor. If this ends up being a one-possession game, and Michigan hasn't closed out TCU, and they're playing with their food, I would be incredibly scared if I'm a Michigan fan. One thing that I never count out is teams that have elite quarterback play. When you have elite quarterback play, you got a guy like Max Duggins who can get it done. It's really scary. Because then, no matter how talented you are, when you have a quarterback that's just feeling it, 
and he has to go get it, that's really different because it just instills and it boosts the confidence in the performance of the whole entire team. You saw what happened late in that Big 12 championship game. The dude, Max Duggins, was literally willing his team to the win, and although they came inches short of getting that Big 12 victory, you know, I think it is a testament to why this TCU team is where they are right now in this game. This is a scrappy football team. For Michigan, you can't go into this game playing with your food. You need to come in here and you need to show everybody why you're a seven and a half point favorite. You need to show everybody why you clobbered Ohio State. You need to show everybody why you're 13 and no. You got to come in here and you got to just come in and impose your will, be the more physical team. Don't allow TCU to hang around with you in this game because I promise you, if TCU can keep this a one possession game in the fourth quarter, you just might lose. Because at that point, you already didn't do what many of you thought would happen. You didn't dominate TCU like how you would think, like how you would thought. So if you're a Michigan fan and your expectation for this game is to come in and dominate TCU, but yet you go into the fourth quarter, five minutes left, and you're only up three points, I think you should be incredibly concerned. You're the better football team. So when you're struggling to close out a team like TCU who you're better than, that shows that, one, the game plan TCU has is really good. And two, you look at what TCU has done all season, they are really accustomed to finding ways to win in these moments. They weren't able to get it done against Kansas State, but they've been able to get it done all year long. And yes, you can say, well, JT, that's against Big 12 competition. Let's take all that competition stuff out the window. At the end of the day, yes, the teams that you may play are different and the level of competition is probably better in the Big Ten. But at the end of the day, big players make big plays in big moments. And when you put TCU in a situation where they got a chance to win this game late, if you're Michigan, with guys like Quinn Johnston, Kendra Miller, and Max Duggins with the three-star players that they have, those are going to be the moments where they can really get the best out of those guys, and those guys can really rise to the occasion. I really don't think Michigan, if they allow this game to be close, have a high chance at winning. Even though they are the better team, I just think with this with this identity of this TCU team, if they get this game close, I really feel like the momentum is going to be on their side because at that point, they already had a huge win. They kept the game close going into the fourth quarter. And at that point, if you're a Michigan fan, you're already kind of shell-shocked because you expect to come into this game and blow them out. And it doesn't matter what the players say at all. You get what I'm saying? At the end of the day, these Michigan players still expect to dominate TCU. They're one of the best teams in college football. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay, I know these players and coaches don't care about the point spreads and whatnot, but I promise you, no matter what these coaches say, no matter how much props they give to this TCU team, they expect to dominate this TCU football team. You listen to these TCU coaches, they say, yeah, we might have to change some things and we may have to throw some things out there that we haven't done before. You listen to these Michigan coaches, uh, we might throw a little something special in there here and there, but we're still going to stay true to ourselves. You want to know why? Because they think that Kansas, they think that TCU, they can't hang with them. 
It's no way that they can match up up front with them. So if you're TCU, if you get this game by, if you get this game in the fourth quarter and you're only down three, or even hell, if you're up and this is a ball game, you should be feeling pretty confident about your chances of winning this game. Because at that point, Michigan already failed to do what many thought and what they probably feel they would do. Let's be honest, bro. I'm pretty sure Michigan coaches are not expecting this game to be close. They're not going to tell you that, but I'm pretty sure they expect to come in this game and impose their will on this TCU team. They they saw they see the same things that me and you see. Okay, let's not get that twisted. The only thing is they're way more humble about it. They're not cocky like some of us fans are, and we're not saying, oh, yeah, we're just going to come out and dominate you. No, they got to give credit to the other team. You get what I'm saying? They got a lot of respect. Michigan isn't overlooking TCU, and TCU damn sure isn't overlooking Michigan. They're definitely up for the challenge, especially considering how they lost to Kansas State. I'm taking Michigan to win this game 31-17. to I think that, you know... Michigan is going to come in this game. And in the fourth quarter, TCU is probably going to be able to keep it around with them. But I think eventually Michigan is just going to pull away because I just think the talent, the strength that they have up front is just going to be way too much for TCU. And I've seen TCU struggle against teams that have been able to get after them. Their offensive line has been really inconsistent. Texas, Texas Tech, Kansas State twice. They've been able to get after Max Duggan. Now, this TCU offense is probably going to be able to score some points here and there, but I think overall, Michigan should be able to slowly be able to grind this team away and put them in the blender. Come the fourth quarter, that'll be time where Michigan should be chewing clock and this game should be all but over. But like I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, if TCU can find a way to keep this game close into the fourth quarter, I promise to God, they might just damn near win this thing. Because this team, with their with this kind of identity and the personality of Sonny Dykes, they have embodied his personality. And this team is a scrappy football team. So if they can get this being a competitive contest in the fourth quarter, I promise you they're going to be riled up. They're going to man... Let me know who you guys have winning this game down in the comment section down below. Make sure that you guys like the video, subscribe to the channel, and I'll see you guys shortly with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast.